0: and welcome to the YA podcast. I'm your host Sabrina and this week is actually John Green week so today we are going to be discussing The Fault in Our Stars. (laughs) So I first read The Fault in Our Stars when I was maybe, I want to say, like 11 or 12 years old um it was a john green book it was my first ever john green book actually that i'd read i'm not sure why i decided to read it or who encouraged me to read it but i know that i just went to the i think waterstones and i picked it up and then i read it and i think i read the whole thing in one day and i was inconsolable afterwards so basically i made a bunch of notes based on memory um so we have the protagonists, they're called Hazel and Augustus. They both have cancer, so they're both ill. Um, and I couldn't remember if they were terminal or in remission. Um, and the book was a massive hit when it first came out. Like i so and then after it came out there was a film that was attached to it, and I think that film sort of skyrocketed Ansel Elgort's I hope I said his name right, his career, as far as I'm aware, but I'm not entirely sure about oh, I've forgotten her name. Hazel Hazel. I'm not entirely sure about Hazel but I'm pretty sure she was already like within Hollywood since before that like before the film um yeah um so from what I remember Hazel was very like pessimistic and um Augustus was very optimistic about the whole entire situation of being ill and being terminal or not being terminal Um and they meet at a support group. I remember that. They meet at a support group and the support group they say at one point is like in the literal heart of Jesus or some something like that. And it's like this joke, like this sort of joke. I don't know what the word is, but yeah. So they meet in the literal heart of Jesus. Um and in the end one of them dies. Um and then spoiler alert, um, I think it was Augustus um although like at one point I was really convinced as a kid that it was going to be Hazel because she was sicker than he was because I was just convinced that it was just going to be her and also I found her really annoying so I kind of hoped that she was going to die like I mean that sounds mean but it's true um and they go to Amsterdam remember that they go to Amsterdam because they have Make-A-Wish and Augustus has Augustus has used his but Hazel no Hazel hasn't used hers no Hazel has used hers but Augustus hasn't used his so he takes her to Amsterdam because they like this book yeah they like this book um and then yeah like I said before at the end of this I was really inconsolable and I was just really sad and I think I read the book like three times in a row and I watched a film like twice and I cried both times in the cinema I was just really yeah just basically a bit of me the typical kind of teen romance and I think as well this book sort of sparked a genre of like chronically ill teenagers being in love that kind of thing like there was um a whole bunch of films like that like I can't remember their names but there was a whole bunch of films if you remember their names like let me know so maybe you can cover them if they've ever been in a book beforehand but yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff so basically <laughs> I then went back last week and I read the entire book, so I read the entire thing cover to cover and essentially because I'm me, I made notes. Um, So the book opens like this. Late in the winter of my 17th year, my mother decided I was depressed, presumably because I already left the house and spent quite a lot of time in bed. Read the same book over and over, ate infrequently and devoted quite a bit of, a bit of, what? That doesn't make any sense okay wait sorry <laughs> and devoted quite a bit of my abundant free time to thinking about death so this is how the book opens um obviously you kind of think okay so this is maybe your typical teenager you know she's depressed but she's probably not depressed and she's just you know really moody and angsty and then you find out that like she's actually dying and it's a bit like oh no um so basically, <laughs> I've made notes about this book and all the things I didn't really like or I liked about the book. So, okay. Um, so, first of all, how did Hazel, who was obsessed with the book An Imperial Affliction, just in case you don't know, in this book, Hazel is obsessed with this book called An Imperial Affliction. It's written by this guy called Peter Van Houten. He's not actually a real author, um, but it's written by this fictional author called Peter Van Houten. And he's written this book about this girl who is also sick. And the way the book ends is on a cliffhanger. So, essentially, Hazel was really obsessed with finding out what happens to all the characters after this cliffhanger, and so she consistently writes to this author to try and get word from him about what's happening, what's happened to his characters in the past, but, he, but she never gets anywhere. So my thing is, how did Hazel, who was obsessed with this book, not manage to ever find the email to the author's assistant, but Gus, Augustus, manages to do it in literally no time at all and gets the email response? Because so basically, obviously, Hazel's been doing all this writing and everything, and she never gets a response. But... Gus like reads this book once that book so she gives him the book and he reads this book once and he is somehow just as obsessed with it as she is after one read or whatever and then he manages to be some super sleuth internet top 10 google guru and he manages to find out the email of the author's assistant which Hazel for some reason hasn't managed to do in however long she's been reading this book for it makes no sense to me it, it really baffles my mind I was like okay um obviously he's chief and you're not but yeah so anyway that was my first thing that I was like this is a bit annoying how did that happen um also I'll say one thing the language that Goss uses for a 17 year old um no one talks like that like no one is that like particular and so eloquently put I mean not at least in my personal opinion I don't know about the rest of you but no one talks like the way that Augustus talks in this book and I don't know whether John Green did it on purpose because I feel like if I can remember he does it to all of his characters they all sort of talk like they're like so worldly and so like woke and they know everything and I'm just like no one talks like that like like no one okay so for example Gus talks to Hazel about his previous girlfriend who is now dead from cancer and he says Caroline is no longer suffering from personhood like who says that who talks like that about someone who was you know like in their life and who has died like no one no one talks like that nobody talks like this so that's the like really thing that I think I found irritating whilst rereading this book because it was just like a case of things that they said and they came out with i was really like you could tell that this was some kind of romanticized version of how young people speak because i mean not to toot my own horn i think i'm pretty eloquent but i don't speak like that so and i'm 21 so you know but yeah okay another thing um the author the author of the book imperial fiction peter van houten he was a dick and I know that Gus says this in the book as well like they all know that he's a dick like Hazel knows he's a dick as well but like he was he was a real dick like for example like I get Hazel wants to find out what happens at the end of this at the end of this book or whatever but if he's not responded to any messages that you send and somehow he managed to miraculously, miraculously respond to the one message out of the how many thousands he's got in the past however many years And you still want to go and see this guy, like, why, like, why? Like, like, they could have gone anywhere else in the world. They could have really just traveled to anywhere. And I get, like, you know, you, like, are obsessed with your favorite author and you want to find out about what happens in the book next or whatever, especially since you're on a clock, I guess, because they're going to die eventually. But they really could have gone anywhere and they really wasted that trip. And I'm just mad about it still. Like, I get it's probably really philosophical and there was a point to it. You know, they wanted to you know close this chapter but it was just so irritating to read um so yeah um, also another thing so in the book Augustus has a friend called Isaac so basically Isaac also has cancer like all the kids in this book essentially all have cancer um and so Isaac has cancer as well but he has cancer of the eye so he's having like an operation um and they're gonna basically just—he's gonna be blind, and so—and the, so there's a lot of blind jokes. Not gonna lie, they're quite funny jokes. Um, but yeah, so at the beginning of the story, Isaac is dating this girl called Monica, and she is not sick, but Isaac is sick. And so essentially, Monica and Isaac have this thing where they always say the word "always" to each other. Um, and Augustus and Hazel take that and they make it their own thing, and they—but they use the word "okay." and okay was like a really big thing I remember back when I first read the book that like everyone would just be like okay okay and it was like really cutesy it's like it's like the equivalent of I love you 3000 um end game you know that kind of thing it was like that um but basically I really felt that this whole okay always thing was really a big massive like foreshadow because so Isaac and Monica break up they break up really early in the book essentially Monica can't deal with being with a blind person and so they break up but because Monica has no balls they break up before she before Isaac has, has his operation which is kind of you know kind of ballsy like you couldn't even wait like I get maybe it was hard you wanted to do it beforehand but she couldn't even wait like I would have really waited you know because obviously like you were already going around saying always always but then the next time you were broken up which wasn't cool so I thought that was really a big foreshadow into Hazel and Goss's relationship because always is like a stronger word than okay, you know what I mean? So like if Monica and Isaac didn't make it and they had always how are Gus and Hazel ever gonna make it with their simple okay? Like I'm just I'm just saying John Green, you should have really given them a better word because from that point I knew that somebody was gonna not make it out a of this story. I just knew. Um okay so yeah um what else do I have? Uh, um yeah, another weird thing. Gus is really, really casual. Like, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a a particular race that, like, employs sort of casual, casualness with people's parents. But Gus is really casual with Hazel's mum, and it kind of irritates me just how casual he is. Like, he treats her like he's known her for such a long time that she's an old friend when really like that's the girl you like like that's her mom like you should be really respectful but he's not respectful so for example there's a scene in the book where um hazel's mom asks, asks gus and hazel where are you going because they're gonna go out um and gus goes shh it's a secret but then he holds but then he holds his finger to her lips like just like imagine like like for a second Imagine. Imagine the boy you like telling your mother, shh, it's a secret, when she asks you where you two are going. And then he proceeds to put his finger on his lips. Like, that is really condescending. Like, I'm, yeah... The whole entire time like he's just very blasé towards the mom like he's always like hi hi and like i get like maybe you have like a quote unquote free pass because you're sick but just you know be respectful it doesn't take a lot to be respectful it really doesn't um what else oh yeah another thing that really annoyed me so Augustus straight up gives up his make-a-wish for hazel who he met all of two weeks ago like I don't believe that like I, I get it I know that you know people fall in love and it's really deep and it really happened, happens quick but your whole entire make a wish that like you could have spent on anything you decided to take a, a girl's Amsterdam over a book you've only read once like I don't really I don't I don't buy it I don't buy it chief um also like she's definitely she wore she I mean at the beginning anyway she was definitely using him like she didn't even like him that much like there was a scene in the book where she says then I found myself worrying about No, then I found myself worrying I would have to make up with him to get Amsterdam. Like, who thinks like that? Like, who thinks like that? And then she says, which is not the kind of thing you want to be thinking, because A, it shouldn't have even been a question if I wanted to kiss him, and B, kissing someone so that you can get a free trip is perilously perilously close to fill on hooking. And I have to confess, that while i did not fancy myself a particularly good person i never thought my first real sexual experience would be prostitutional um so um john green um can you explain the thought process that you had when you wrote this sentence because i don't i don't understand um it doesn't make any sense to me um i just think that you know i don't know what i think like at the beginning like she was really using him because she was really thinking I have to kiss him in order to get Amsterdam. Like who thinks like that, like like if it like come on, if it was really that big of a deal, if, if you really wanted to go to Amsterdam to find out about this Peter van Peter Van Houten, you would just go on your own. You wouldn't wait around for a boy you've met two weeks ago who read the book You Love once to go with you. Like you wouldn't wait. You would just be like, you know what? I've got his email, I've got his address I'm gonna go. You would just go, you know, you, you wouldn't wait, you would just go. Um and have a funny thing. There's some more foresh- there's some more foreshadowing here. So um <laughs> um Hazel's friend Caitlyn, who is not sick also, um, are talking about like Gus and how she doesn't really like him that much, or like in the same way that he definitely likes her, and um <laughs> <laughs> um, Caitlin asks, um, Hazel. Oh, sorry. Do you think you have to be on top, as in like sexually speaking? Um, and yes, yes, she does because um, Gus actually, he's got one leg. Yeah, he's got one leg. Um, but I mean, obviously, he can still be on top. But no, he's got one leg. Um, and actually, in the film, I'm pretty sure she was on top when they had sex. Spoiler: They have sex. Um, because of course they do because it's one of those heartthrob teen romance film so of course they have to have sex before one of them dies um but yeah so there's that that was funny i enjoyed that little line um what else is there oh yeah so basically Hayes was this thing where she compares herself to being a grenade because like she knows that she's dying and she doesn't want to you know like hurt people like with her shrapnel when she like dies um which funny enough it's actually not actually her that dies at all it's actually Gus that dies which is not funny but it's just funny because she's so preoccupied with herself and how she's gonna affect him and her family and when she dies that like it's actually him that dies in the end but basically as well it's weird because so she compares herself to like a grenade because basically um she goes and she stalks um, Augustus's dead ex-girlfriend's Facebook page, which is weird. Um, And also what's weirder is that she looks exactly, well not exactly, but she looks a lot like Hazel. So obviously Gus has a type, um, which is weird. Um, But yeah, so Hazel goes and she like stalks like his ex-girlfriend's page and she's like looking for the comments and she's like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, Um, wow. and it's just a bit like why would why would you do that? Like you didn't even know the girl and then as well actually like, become really, really preoccupied with this dead girl and like if she's gonna measure up, I mean the girl is dead, you can't really measure up. And then actually in the end, like Gus talks about her a bit and about how like she wasn't actually that great. Like he just was basically like pity dating her because she was really ill, which is kind of sad. Um But yeah, okay, another good example um, of how weirdly Gus speaks for a 17-year-old. So he says, this is why I like you. Do you realise how rare it is to come across a hot girl who creates an adjectival version of the word paedophile? You are so busy being you that you have no idea how utterly unprecedented you are. Not gonna lie, if I was 16 and a 17-year-old told me that, I would be like, thanks but bye like how would you even rationalize that in your brain like you know like oh yeah you're so hot because you used the word pedophile like an adjective wow really turns me on (sighs) no okay um but yeah okay another good quote like i think the most iconic quote of the whole entire book Um, I fell in love the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once. Like, isn't that just the cutest thing? Like, John, wow, John Green really went off when he used that one line. Um, I literally think it's really cute. Like, I know people would literally agree with me that that line is, like, the kind of, like, in your heart, like, really fuzzy feelings sort of line. Um, You know, that you kind of want that for yourself, basically. Um, Yeah. And then... So another thing that really annoyed me, basically... I don't like Hazel as a character I found her really annoying kind of narcissistic a little bit I mean obviously I get you're dying you know like yeah but at the same time like a lot of things a lot of things are about her and what she wants and how she feels and for a long time she didn't even consider like Augustus's feelings for her which I think is really mean like I think you know like and cost all trying to be noble being like oh I don't mind being hurt by you or whatever but I'm just like if you was like even just to be a good friend to him, you would definitely be like, hey, like, let's call this friendship quits because I know you like me and, you know, I don't want to get too tangled up. And of course she gets tangled up in the end anyway. But, you know, more about that later. Um, and yeah, so basically, another thing that really annoyed me. So basically, Hazel gets a letter from Peter Van Houten's assistant saying that, oh yeah, you know, your trip for Amsterdam is all set make sure you're ready to come and meet Peter, um, and then, like, Hazel screams, Hazel, like, screams for her mum, like, and obviously, like, this girl is dying, slash, very, very ill, essentially, so imagine if your child is dying and ill, and then they scream for you, like, that sounds like panicky, you're gonna freak out, you're gonna be, like, oh my gosh, what's happening, what, so, you know that was kind of mean of her like I'm not gonna lie like she kind of is really mean to her mom like she doesn't like I mean she's nice to her mom in the end she's nice to her mom but in the beginning and in the middle of the book she's kind of mean to her mom she just kind of like dismisses her mom um and is kind of like oh yeah my mom's always like look after me like oh my gosh like she's so sad what does she even do with her life and at the end it turns out mom's actually like working on becoming a social worker which is really really cool um but yeah it's just like don't most of your mom like that. Like, you know, like your mom just wanted to have five minutes of peace in her bath and you were here screaming for her like you were literally couldn't breathe. And her mom, was, her mom was freaking out, like, you know, like not gonna lie. If I was her mom, I'd have been mad too. But yeah, okay. And then so basically, as I said before earlier on, Gus ends up getting sick again. So basically Gus is in remission at the beginning of the book and then he gets ill before they go to Amsterdam 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 yeah but he gets ill before they go to amsterdam and so he's supposed to stay home and he's supposed to go on like this new cocktail of drugs or whatever but he doesn't want to do it he wants to go to amsterdam to be with hazel because you know he's in love with her um and this is another thing as well like he just goes like he just shouts his parents like oh it's my life i can do what i want and then he goes but like if your kid was sick and they had to take some drugs to, like, help them potentially to get better. You would keep your kid in the house. You wouldn't just let them go to Amsterdam. Like, you would be like, no, what are you talking about? You're staying right here. So that was confusing as well. Um, and so basically, yeah, so, so then he's ill. And then, like, we found out kind of, like, a little bit earlier on that he's ill then. Because obviously he shouts at her, it's my I can do what I want. Um, and then, like, he's having all these, like, little moments of pain where like Hazel's like oh and he made like screams of pain on his face or like or like he winced or like you know and like for a long time Gus sort of excuses it off whilst we're in Amsterdam and then right at the end before they end their trip in Amsterdam he tells her that he's sick he's like oh I lit up like I lit up like a Christmas tree my cancer's everywhere like I'm definitely gonna die and so she's like whoa um and then obviously Gus gets really ill, and I think he lives for about a month after they get back, and then he dies, Um, and he dies, and Peter Van Houten basically comes to the funeral, but he's been, like, a real dick the whole time, like, he was, like, when he met them back in Amsterdam, when he met them, he was like, oh, like, you know, you're both dying, you're just here to make yourself feel better, and basically he's a drunk, Um, and yeah, so he's a drunk, he's not really cool, but he comes to the funeral of Gus he comes to Gus's funeral which yeah is really nice of him actually but then hopefully he turns his life around because we don't actually find out about that but he comes to Gus's funeral Hazel like curses him out and then he writes a letter for Hazel which he left for her with Peter so then she reads it and I'm probably going to insert the clip at some point in this whole entire podcast so you guys can hear it it's quite cute letter. and then basically the book ends with his letter, which is kind of cute. Um and not gonna lie, I mean it ends with I do, I do, but I feel like it should end up with like okay, okay, because like, you know, okay was their word, but it doesn't end like that. And to this day I'm disappointed in John Green for not having that creative vision and creative flair in order to do that for himself, which is a bit annoying, but you know, we move. Um
1: Mr. Van Houten, I'm a good person, but a shitty writer. You're a shitty person, but a good writer. I think we'd make a good team. I don't want to ask you for any favors, but if you have the time, and from what I saw, you have plenty, please fix this for me. It's a eulogy for Hazel. She asked me to write one, and I'm trying. I I just, I could use a little flair. See, the thing is, We all want to be remembered, but Hazel's different. Hazel knows the truth. She didn't want a million admirers, she just wanted one, and she got it. Maybe she wasn't loved widely, but she was loved deeply. And isn't that more than most of us get? When Hazel was sick, I knew I was dying, but I didn't want to say so. She was in the ICU and I snuck in for 10 minutes and I sat with her before I got caught. Her eyes were closed, her skin pale, but her hands were still her hands. Still warm and her nails were painted this dark blue black color and I just held them and I willed myself to imagine a world without us and what a worthless world that would be. She's so beautiful. You don't get tired of looking at her. You never worry if she's smarter than you, because you know she is. She's funny without ever being mean. I love her. God, I love her. I'm so lucky to love her, Van Houten. You don't get to choose if you get hurt in this world, but. You do have a say in who hurts you. And I like my choices. I hope she likes hers. Okay, Hazel Grace?
0: Okay. So yeah that's basically it it's basically the book in a nutshell looking back on it when I think about it the age I am now to like when I loved it when I, when I loved it back then I feel like it's aged pretty well like it's not really offensive it's nothing's really terrible about it you know it's just like I guess. They have, the, they have, the, he has the cover of, you know, it's sick kids making jokes about dying. So, you know, they can do that because they're dying. They have the entitlement, they have the right to make jokes about themselves, which is, you know, all good and well, whatever, cool. Um, Yeah, I think it aged really well. Like, I mean, I didn't like Hazel's character then. I don't like her character now. Gus still talks like he's um, a PhD holder in English like he still talks like he's really out there just you know giving the girl speeches every week um but other than that it was a really good book i really enjoyed it i don't know what to say to be honest like what else can i really say about this book um if you guys have any comments or you guys want to leave any messages about the book um let me know hit me up because obviously this is really like not in depth at all this is really basic level I've literally just retold you the whole entire book and the things that I like and didn't like about it. Um but I kind of want to do this more I kind of want to do this the same for next week so next week will be another John Green book. I'm not sure what book I want to do yet. Um I might do Will Grayson or I might do Paper Towns, probably Paper Towns because I know it a lot better. But If you guys have any comments or any messages or anything or any voice notes that you want to send me about Paper Towns or about Will Grayson, um, you guys can send those to collabyapod at gmail.com or alternatively, you can um, tag them using the hashtag YAPod and I'll be able to read them. And if you guys want to get involved in the podcast or you guys have any suggestions for the podcast, let me know. Next week I will also be releasing the um next month's next month's season. Basically, I'm calling every month a season. So we're gonna have a season of John Green. So I mean it's only been two books, but hopefully we'll come round again to John Green and we'll have more than two books. Um so a season of John Green, I wanna have a romance season, I wanna have a fantasy season I want to have a sci-fi season basically I just want to cover all the books in nice little orderly orderly months rather than just going from book book to book to book to book to book and that way it can be really structured it can be really organized and hopefully that means that we can prepare in advance for the seasons to come rather than just scrambling every week for a book because that's essentially what I did for this week I just scrambled for a book and um one of you guys said that it would be a good idea for me to cover John Green and I was like cool I can do John Green like I basically can skim read The in Our Stars in like a week and boom I did it congrats to me um and so yeah basically join us next week as we talk more about John Green and we talk about either Will Grayson Will Grayson or Paper Towns, I'm going to put a vote up and see you next week.